Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 269 in the midst of Q4. It's crazy. 269 episodes. And we're talking Q4 again. And, you know, this is what, like our third Q4 together now on the podcast? Is it? Th- three yeah, or four. Th- three or four. I've lost track. Yeah. So, man, we've uh, we've definitely learned a lot over the uh, over the years on Q4 and how to handle them. And how we do Q4 has definitely changed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, what's going on with okay, you? What's okay. new in your life? So, okay, right now, I got this weird thing that I bought something. And somebody's like, hey, I live in the same town that you do. Can we do local pickup? You know, I've always talked about how I hate local pickup yep. as a seller because people flake and blah, yep. blah. And now I'm kind of like on the other end, I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like this person's not going to flake because they want to make the sale. Right. But I think they're trying to save money because the item that they're, they're yeah, going to ship is going to cost them. But it's going to cost them the same as gas. No. Maybe. Not that much. See, gas is like four fifty dollars right but, now. But $20 shipping, you know, time and all that. I mean, I definitely... But the, the issue with that is, you know, if you're... For instance, if you're buying something to flip, the part of the benefit of doing eBay to eBay arbitrage or eBay to Amazon or something like that is that the boxes just come straight to you. You're not out hunting the thing. I know. Right? I so, know. Well, this this one, I set the terms and I'm like, they're going to have to meet me where I'm dropping off packages. Mm. So if they're there at that time, then, you know, no, no big deal. But I'm just kind of like, all right, this isn't, you know, the, 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 what I liked about this was, anyways, I can't share right now, but I'll share another podcast. But it was one of my... uh arbitrage items nice so all right hey with that intro though we are in the midst of q4 so obviously i am trying to get stuff to flip for q4 and it's gonna flip fast and this is a different episode and the reason it is mike and i are kind of in this weird spot right now where there's a lot going on with q4 right but we don't we want to make sure we do a full like q4 recap we always do that like towards the end of december so we're kind of in the middle and so I thought of this idea and maybe, you know, we'll see how this podcast goes, but we've done a lot of episodes where it was like, Hey, here's our reflection on Q4. And actually one of those that we did was these are the things that maybe we're going to do next Q4. We're not going to do, or definitely going to do. And we did this, you know, it was like a year ago and I wanted to follow up and see if we're actually doing those things. And, and do we plan on implementing those? That makes sense. Yeah. And if this is 116, this is probably like two years ago. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine. Just no, no, it's a year ago. What? No. Are you sure? Yeah, because we were doing two or three episodes a week at one point. Yeah, but it's been a while since we were doing that. I, I don't know. It all, it, it's all a blur. Who knows? It, but the, the things I'm looking at are some of the same things we're still still working on, though. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, real quick, though, let's do an, this. So, this is an update theme kind of. Yeah, so we'll update you on Bolos yeah. on this one. Bolos. We'll update on uh, what's going on in our lives and then, yeah, quickly review kind of things we've talked about and then reflect because we talk about that a lot on the podcast is the importance of actually reflecting. And so there's no point in us talking about, Hey, we're going to try and do these things next year when we're reselling. If we're not going to look back and say, Hey, did we do them? Is are things different? Uh, how are we implementing the things we say we should implement? So yeah, I think this is a a good idea. So, all right. So what's going on with you? Um, I don't know. I'm in a really weird phase right now. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go into too much detail on everything, but, um, I feel like my family has been like, we're, we're really go with the flow, but we're also like, we get an idea. We really kind of pound out, we figured out what's the best thing to do and we just jump in and do it. And so we're in this weird phase right now as a teacher, it's hard, um, to, to, you know, look for like to try and just move, right. To move Mm -hmm. across country, to move into another state. 
because employment is based off of, you know, when contracts are issued and they're only, you know, hiring or doing interviews like once a year. And so it's a, it's a really interesting thing because, you know, if you worked at a corporate job, if you're like, Hey, I work, you know, wherever, or if you're just a reseller, um, it's easier to say, you know what, I'm going to pack up and leave, or I can call around and wait till I get a job. Whereas for, for us, we're at a place where it's kind of tough to do. And we did this fifth wheel thing. We, we did the fifth wheel living uh, because we knew that this was going to be a good opportunity for our family to build some equity um, because we have, you know, very cheap where we're at the, we bought a really nice fifth wheel in 2020 or as a 2020 model. We actually bought it, I think 2019. The one I should be using right now. Right. No, uh, no, 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 no. My, mega my, trailer. My fifth wheel, yeah. mega trailer. Where we live, my home. And so we've been living there now going on three years living in this thing. And it's been great because we've been able to save money. We've been able to pay off some debts. We've been able to uh, keep my wife home, all the things we wanted it to do. But our original plan was we're probably going to have to be in here for five years. If we buckle down, we can get this thing paid off in five years. Then when we decide to move, we sell it. We have a down payment for a house. We've got some equity instead of just renting somewhere and throwing that money away. Well, we're in a really weird market right now where we could. So trailers and fifth I wheels see where going with this. Fifth wheels are like stupid, stupid, stupid overpriced. Um, they're if you were to try and buy one from a lot right now. So the fifth wheel that I bought was like, I want to say like $69,000 brand new. That same model right now is going for 90,000 brand new, right? That's crazy. So we're talking like a, a $20,000 yeah, increase and used trailers are going for, I mean, it's insane how many people, cause what's happening is right now, a lot of people are selling their homes cause the market's so high. A lot of people are moving into fifth wheels. Other people are, are selling their house, moving into a smaller house. And then now they've got all this cash for toys. You know, they want to buy things. And because vacations have been so hard for people like, you know, airline travel, all these things, all the restrictions that have been going on, uh, camping is really big. And so we right now today could sell our fifth wheel for more than we bought it for. Right. We would we'd be able to sell it for more. We we already have equity because we live in right now. Yeah, I mean, we've already paid off like more than half of it or about half of it. And so it's like the fact that we could sell it for more, we'd, we'd, we'd get a, a good amount of chunk of equity, but we don't know when this market's going to crash, right? Like part of reselling even is like, when do you sell? Like you don't want to, you don't want to sell too late. And so, you know, six months from now when I could potentially start looking for another job or I can start thinking about moving because we, we're not gonna be able to buy in California or at least in San Diego and California. It's like, is it worth, you know, trying to sell it now and trying to live somewhere else in the meantime? So we've got this equity that we can buy a house. Anyways, all of that to say, um, we're in a weird place where we, we don't want to, if we happen to move, uh, in the next year or so, I don't want us to, to build our eBay store up too high. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be careful with my sourcing and really try and get rid of all of my death piles. Cause I don't want anything in my storage unit, anything in my shed that's not listed. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. point number one. Point number two is I don't want to put anything else in that shed unless one, it's easy to move or two, it's very, very profitable. Right. Because I don't want to fill up totes and totes. Yeah, limited and totes. choices. Right. And so it makes it a little bit harder to source. So really, my focus right now has been let's do everything I can do to make money off of the stuff I already have, you know, list my death piles and then be very careful sourcing. So my sourcing has been a little bit more um, strict. I'm not sourcing as much. I'm not going to garage sales and just filling up my trunk with stuff, even if it's OK profit. I don't want to hold stuff that might take a year to sell. If it's low profit. So it's like, all right, it either needs to be small and easy to move or needs to be very high profit, worth moving. Oh, you'll end up like uh, my friend Fernando who sold me like a ton of stuff, which he's, he's fine with. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Like, but I mean, that's what ended up happening. If, if we ended up moving, we might end up at some point pulling you over with a pile of stuff and saying, what do you want for this? Because I know it's all good stuff, but, you know, it might sit for another year or two. And the thing with moving, especially if you're moving across country, 
is, or, you know, to another state, the amount you pay in the, whether it's U-Haul or a trailer, renting something to move the stuff, the gas that it's going to take to move that stuff, the space it takes, all of those things have to factor in of, is it, does it make sense the price that this item will sell for to take up that much square footage in my shed mm. or in my, in my trailer or in my U-Haul? Yeah. yeah I so, get that. um, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And so it leads for like a weird season of reselling where it's like, I want to go harder, but I also like have to be very careful not go, not to go too hard because and you're like in the middle of Q4 having to figure all this out. Yeah, no, it's really tough. And you know, I don't do the Amazon Q4 thing. So Q4 for me as a, as an eBay reseller is not the same. I mean, I'll still, gosh, I wish. And at this point I think it's too late. So, you know, if, if, uh, I'm, I don't think I'm ruining anybody's bolo secret but when Amazon sent out that like list of like toys for kids to pick mm-hmm, out mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. magazine, my son picked a whole bunch of things. We threw it in his Amazon cart and we're talking Lego sets that were $20, $30 on Amazon when he circled yeah. them are now going for like 90, yeah, 115. And so it's like, all right, buddy, we're taking that off your list. Cause I don't want, you know, for the person who's going to buy you stuff to think, wow, they're, you know, they're jerks. They're trying to like everything in his list is over a hundred dollars. So, you know, it's one of those things where we probably could have, if we were really thinking about it, some of that stuff's probably selling pretty good on eBay, but because we don't do Amazon, we don't really do the like going to Target, going to Walmart as much as you do. So it doesn't affect me that much. But yeah, I mean, this uh, it, it's been a weird couple of weeks trying to trying to navigate this and figure out where I should land. Interesting. Yeah, I hope we don't have to have that conversation anytime soon. Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's all good things. You know, we all we all try and make decisions that that move. Podcast will continue. Oh yeah, if we yeah. In today's day and age with technology, man, we'll be, it'll be seamless. Oh, we'll be good. We'll you know be what good. I should do is we should actually, we can make a, we could each have the background and half of it be a green screen and we can record into a camera and we'll just like o- overlayer it. So it looks like we're sitting in the same room. There you Easy go. Easy peasy. I, I've seen people do that. Just weird. No, we won't do it like that. Weird. There's nothing wrong with a, you know, with a, a you know, good live stream or a, a zoom type stream. I mean, there's good programs for doing that. So, okay. All right. Well, my Q4 has been interesting. So I think, no, I know I got spoiled last year. So I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where I'm at because last year in the midst of that thing that was happening where we had to wait in line outside, remember like any store, there's only so many people allowed. So I lost a lot of time last year, right? I remember anytime I would go to any store, I had to plan out probably 20 or 30 minutes of just standing in line, whether it be in line to get inside or whether it be in line at the registers because <clears throat> there weren't as many employees ringing people up. And they also had a lot of social distancing. Right. And so, you know, I, I did end up wasting a lot of time doing that. Then along with that, you know, stores were not open as late. You know, they were open until I remember somewhere like eight o'clock, somewhere nine thirty. And it depends where you're at. But in California, they were pretty strict. And so pretty much everything was shut down by like 9, 9.30. And other people in other states were able to source until 11 o'clock, midnight, depending on the store. <clears throat> now, the item I picked up last year, which one day I'll drop a YouTube on, uh, one of the items was something that I could 6x my money, right? And usually if I found this item, you know, somewhere, it pretty much, you know, I just had to sell like, I don't know, three or four of them. And it took care of my hotel. It took care of my gas. And, you know, any, you know, meals and everything, anything else I made after that on that item was just pure profit. Right. I mean, outside of the cost and Amazon fees and, you know, you know, everything else. Okay, it's all profit except for the parts that aren't. Yeah, there you go. So 
I, you know, it wasn't too, it wasn't too tough. Right. I mean, as long, you know, it, there was competition, but it wasn't as fierce as it is now because everything is more open now. Right. So the other side of it is now this year, right. Stores are all open back to normal. Okay. Uh, you know, there's no waiting in line. There's, you know, it, it's kind of normal. The difference is though, as a result of more people being able to go out and shop, it's not like last year where last year you could just, you could find like a handful of stuff and make it killing. Now there's scarcity. So there's a lot less, like there's one hot item right now that I have not seen in a month and a half. It's just been gone, like gone. And and I frequently visit the same stores over and over again, just been gone. Okay. And I have not seen a multitude of hot toys. Now, maybe because I'm not in a Discord group. Okay. That could be it. But what I'm finding is I have to find kind of like bread and butter Q4 toys that I've sold before. And I have to find a lot of them. And so the the difference, though, which kind of makes it the same is this year, I can go to a lot more stores in a lot more time and pick up a lot of more items. But last year I had a lot less time, a lot less stores, and I had to pick up, you know, what I could, less items, but those items were more valuable than what I'm picking up now. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you, you're working harder for less now is kind of what you're saying. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Or I might just end up breaking even. No, but. As far as like how, like I won't make as much more than I did last right. year. So you're working, but so you may end up the same at the end of the year, but you had to work more to get it. Correct. Right. Or I might make more. I mean, I'm planning on making more, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, we still have a good two weeks left here. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, to consider is like we just don't know with shortages. The hard part is like we really don't know what it's going to look like a week from now, two weeks from now. Tomorrow. I mean, yeah, tomorrow. So the hard part is it could be that the things that are bread and butter items now are things you're scanning toys and it's like, oh, this is not a hot toy. It's not worth it it all of a sudden could become the scarce toy and be worth a ton, right? And mm-hmm. it would have been a good idea to have picked up all of them, but you just don't know. So it's hard to take that gamble. Well, the interesting thing is one of the hot items I picked up last year. So early November, I was selling it for, you know, 3X of what I could make. And I kept flipping it and flipping it and flipping it. And then I saw other sellers that they were like at the top of the price range, the 6X. And they just sat and they waited and they waited. And then in December... There was so much scarcity that they got the money that they wanted. Mm. So right now I'm kind of playing a risky game. I have I have a lot of a certain item that I probably could have sold for 3X and I'm waiting for that 6X. The thing is, like, when is it too late? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so Yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta find that line and stuff. So I don't know. So that, that's been my Q4. It's just it's just been just been kind of it's it's just interesting. Mm. It's just interesting. And so and, you know, and along with that, dealing with post office issues right now, have, have you had any post office stuff lately? Yeah, I mean, uh, just the 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 normal, but more of them, right? Yeah, the, the thing right now is items are just not getting scanned. And so I keep getting messages like, hey, where's my item? Hey, this never got scanned. Because all it shows is shipping label created. Mm. So-and-so city is awaiting your item. And so people are thinking that you just print out the label and you never shipped it out. And right. so... And, you know, it's crazy with Amazon. Have you seen Amazon? I've been ordering stuff on Amazon. They have like, you can order at like, I don't know, let's say seven in the evening. And it's like um, <laughs> shipping 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. That's one of the options for free for Prime. Hmm. So you hit that. And so I had I needed some water filters for my fridge and I needed them like ASAP. 
And sure enough, it got delivered at 7.32 in the morning. So I just woke up. I cut my filter and put it in my fridge and I was good to go. Good to go. But again, that tells me that Amazon definitely prepared because imagine all the people needing those toys. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to get their toys. So, all right. So before we move on into the crux of our episode, I want to talk about buy me a coffee. Thank you to all of you that uh, continue uh, to sign up for our memberships or just say thank you. As somebody the other day had DM me about, hey, I've been listening to episode one and I love listening to you guys. And you just I owe you some coffees because I've been around for a while. And again, no one owes us anything. Right. We, we just we love doing this. But if you ever want to help us out, helps us keep, you know, the lights on, help us keep the audio equipment. Hopefully our quality of sound is, you know, next level, yeah. which I think it is. Thanks to Mike. And so, you know, buy me a coffee allows us to do that. So if you want to help us out and partner with us and sign up for that membership, just go to buymecoffee.com slash pure hustle. There is a link below and then you can sign up for that membership. That's right. All right. So let's move now into what we actually were supposed to talk about. Now, I, I'm glad we were able to do the update. Right. Yeah. Kind of interesting time. I, I do have a lot to say about Q4, but I'm going to wait and see how things play out, you know. And so I got to fix my mic. Mike hasn't done that in a long time. It's, it's been a while. It's all right. So anyways, uh, Joe Rogan has normalized fixing microphones. You yeah. Know you know, it's uh, I mean, not I mean. Normally, if you're not used to talking in front of a mic, you don't kind of know the rules of it. I mean, maybe we're oh, going this is on only episode four, 260. Yeah, 269 <laughs> episodes. Like you, you've gotten better. So yeah. oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Q4. And maybe this, hopefully this helps you out as you're thinking about Q4. Even if you're doing, you know, eBay and Poshmark. I mean, I'm, we're going to be talking a lot of Amazon here too, too. But hopefully this helps you, you know, at least strategize these last two and a half weeks, right? Before this glorious time ends. And so... One of the maybes we talked about was having a team, which this is real easy. I was hoping to have a team. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Mm. Right. And the reason being is, like I said, there's not as many bolos as there were before. Yeah. I mean, it could still help you. Like I've thought before and it's, I mean, we couldn't do it this year. Obviously like my wife has got a newborn at home, but I mean, there's, because we don't do Amazon, you could almost take us on as like a team in a sense of, Hey, I'm going to LA or I'm going to San Francisco to be shopping. If you happen to be at Walmart and Target and you pick these items up, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'll give you, you know, 10%, you know, increase, you know, whatever, yeah, like yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So you could definitely do teams. You could almost bring in family members as teams, right? You know, hey, if you're, if you see these things, can you pick them up? I'll pay you plus 10% and make it worth their while to, and maybe, you know, it's fun, especially if you've got like, if you've got maybe some nephews or nieces that are in high school and they're trying to make a little bit of extra cash and they can just drive around and hit up Targets and Walmarts and, you know, Rosses and all those places that might be something that's, you know, potentially worthwhile for them. I want to get to the level of those Amazon sellers that just have teams in different states. Yeah. I actually personally know someone who worked for a major Nike seller on Amazon and she would go and she would just shop. He, she actually had a credit card issued to her under this individual's account. There's a lot of trust involved, Yeah, but you know, she would go and she would drop, you know, this was the, the days where Nike didn't limit a lot. This is like maybe four or five years ago. And she would drop, you know, 20,000 in a day must be fun spending somebody else's money. Yeah. But anyway, so a team, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's so, it's so hard because there's a lot of trust involved and there's also a lot of, uh, yeah, it's a trusting. It's I think, a bit, I think that's where I struggle, but, but you gotta, you gotta remember your business, right? Like any business. That's why, you know, when you hire people, 
they get a lot of information about the company. There's a lot of things that they know about the inside, the way the company true, true, works, true. the security systems. But even more than that, like here's here's our marketing plan for the next six months. If that person leaves and goes to another company, right? The, while you're there working at the company, they're having you sign non-disclosure agreements, and you know you can't talk about this stuff. You know you're, you're you'd be legally liable. So every business takes that risk, and I think part of running a, a reselling business like a business is understanding. Hey, somebody is taking that risk, but any any employee to anywhere could say, "Hey, why should I work for McDonald's flipping burgers when I could open up my own burger place?" Right? Mm. But again, most people aren't going to take the risk of taking out a loan and buying the equipment and then hiring and training and all the things that's involved in a business. For a lot of people, it's like, "Yeah, I'd rather just do this on the side and not like try and own the business." So I think you could. No, that's true. I have an eBay helper that's like that. Yeah, you can bring a lot. I think you could bring people on. Because again, you got to remember, like you're ungated on things on Amazon. So you can tell them, hey, this is the bolo that I'm picking up. Go pick it up. And it's not like they're going to be able to just, sure, I'll pick it up for you. And then they open up their Amazon shop and then (laughs) start selling it. So good point. And I still might. I mean, there's two weeks left. Right. And, uh, you know, I may I may employ Mike. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It all it all depends on the bolo, too. I will tell you right now, like I mentioned before, the stuff that I'm picking up, it's not they're not six X items. They're like two X, three X. And so, you know, you fees and shipping and, and, you know, storage and all that begins to cut into that profit. Right. So you got to play it safe with those items. Now, this other one going deep on items, uh, you know, I will say I've had to this year. Right. I didn't have an option. Right. And the fact that uh, right now there hasn't been those, you know, amazing, amazing bolos. So I've had to pick up the bread and butter ones that I could maybe 2X, 3X. And I've had to get a lot of those. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, it still works out. And this is what I'll say. With eBay, it's risky, right? But you kind of made it happen, even though that was a failed item that one year. Mm-hmm. You guys still sold through before Christmas, correct, on eBay? Yeah, we sold quite a few. But did you sell through on all, on all of them, you think? No, no, no. Oh, really? You had to sell after? No, we we took a lot back, too. Oh, you t- Oh yeah. <laughs> you took some back. Oh, we took a lot back. Okay. I mean, okay. no shame. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. We picked up a whole bunch. It was weird bringing a whole bunch of uh, items back, but uh, it is what it is. You know what? You know what though? Usually employees don't care. It's it's our own like walk of shame. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, and the other thing to to remember on that too is you almost don't feel bad because it's not like it was a hot item that had a lot of scarcity anyway. So it's not like I it's not like people were out looking for this and couldn't get it. <laughs> the like, only scarcity was created because a bunch of resellers picked it up. Yep, yep. That's the only scarcity. Now, so to help you guys not in the last two weeks, if there is an item, right, that is continually hot and continually selling, I'm a big fan of going deep. Until like, I would say probably the end of the first week of December. Like after that, you have to make sure it's something that is going to sell within a couple hours. So last year, one of the hot items I had, I knew that I could pick up. And by the time I got to the next store, it was going to sell. So I never worried. I mean, I was sourcing until December 20th, this item, right? And then people didn't even care if they got it after Christmas. Mm. And I shipped out some of this stuff standard. So you know, am I am I going deep on a lot of items? I am because I have no choice. Mm-hmm. I have no choice now. Higher ranked items. Now you are you picking up any? Are you picking up any toys at all? No, not right now. Okay, okay. So what I we no- might we might start, but again, the hard part is, I I don't want to fill up my shed with items that aren't going to sell because a lot of times the hard part too with toys. I mean, you can get lucky and get toys that are small, but a lot of toys have big boxes, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're selling on eBay, it's a little more challenging because I feel like the shipping fees are higher. Because I'm not shipping out a giant box full of 10 of them to Amazon where you kind of get a discount. No, I get the other day I shipped out an FBA box 
48 pounds. Like it was 25 by 19 by 25 going to Pennsylvania and it was $11. Yeah, that's, a, that's just crazy. Yeah. And and each one of those items, you know, you're probably spending twenty dollars if you're shipping it on eBay. Yeah, true, true, true. And the item only cost 30, but I was making 20 on each of yeah. them. So it was it was crazy. Now, I will say I I would recommend not right now. Right. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're seeing something that has great profit, but it's it's ranked higher than a hundred K, I would say even higher than fifty K on Amazon, and you're trying to let's say flip it on eBay, it's I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Now, there were items early November that were ranked like 190,000 that I was picking up. And because what I what I saw was as, you know, November started getting closer to the end, it went to 150, 100,000, 50,000, then it was under if it's under the 50,000 rank on Amazon, that is the sweet spot. And I think that sweet spot is still good for probably the second week of December because uh, the velocity of stuff. I mean, the, the item I was selling last year for good money was ranked like 20 something thousand and it would sell in an hour or two at the peak of Q4. Mm. So remember the peak of Q4 is right now, right now, but it does die. Like I would say 14th, 15th of December. That's pretty much like then you're, then you're, you're, you're leveraging risk for greater reward and hoping that those last minute seller and last minute buyers are hoping for your item. Uh, but again, it, it's even tough because even the ranking on Amazon isn't accurate at that point anymore because it's based on all the previous performance. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you're not getting like the ranking over the last 24, 48 hours, but if it's like, you know, longer than that. Yeah. That what you're saying. Yeah. And, and again, if it's under 10,000, yeah, it's going to sell. But, you know, even when you get up into like the 40,000s, you know, it, it just, it gets, it gets kind of risky. Yeah. Right. At that point in time, I'm buying lower price items that I could flip for maybe, you know, five X because, uh, you know, the risk and reward and so on. So, uh, and here's the last one. What, what did I do this Q4 with online arbitrage? I did zero online arbitrage. I mean, you've been doing like eBay to Amazon. Yeah, yeah, right? eBay. But but that's different because how can I how can I put it on this on the? It's funny because people are going to try to figure out what it is on this item. It's just me. I mean, literally, it's like me and like two, three other people. Like I found a niche that and it's a highly gated mm. like this is i don't know a lot of people that are ungated in here and so so it's been yes i've done it on this one right but i would say you know the scary thing about right now if you're trying to do online arbitrage right now is people sometimes try to liquidate mm. so you know it's second week of december People have a lot of inventory. They're like, oh no, is this going to sell by, you know, by the time that Christmas hits? And they may just, they may just plummet the price and you have a race, ra- 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 race to the bottom, a race to the bottom. And your item shows up at your house and then you're like, whoa. Now, have you done any, like, cause you were for a while doing the target pickup where you'd order and then they come just drop it off at your mm-hmm. car. So, I mean, that's kind of online arbitrage in a sense. Like if you're able to like, but it's purchase same the day, item, it's within the hour. Right. But you're able to buy the item before you get to the store. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would still kind of consider that because you're yeah, not, yes. you're not like hunting, going, you know, like to the store, hoping just to see it, but you can kind of check the website. Do they have it? And you're not making a trip to the store unless they do. hundred percent. hundred percent. But it's still considered that somewhat online arbitrage. Okay. Okay. It's I mean, a, two, it's, two or three years ago, you wouldn't have even thought of being able to do that. That wasn't even available. Right. So yeah, it's a new way of online arbitrage in a sense. It's not directly to your door, but you're able to purchase something at the store and pay for it and have them bring it out to your car. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It is like, 
I mean, I do that for everything. I never walk into stores anymore. Yeah, we went we went the other day to do errands and we had my son, both my sons, but normally my my uh so wild hearing you say that. Both my sons. My my wife usually has like the little carrier thing on the on her chest that the carries baby the Bjorn. Baby. Yeah, something like one of those type things. And then my oldest son goes in the cart. Well, she forgot it, so we had to put the car seat on the cart. And so my oldest was running around and I'm like by the time we left that store, I was like, I don't know how you do this. And it's like, well, it's normally not that bad because he's not running around. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. She goes, I normally do like Target pickup, but we were just in town. So we decided to stop at Target. Oh, it's awful. Like being able Dude, to have them just bring stuff to your car. It's wonderful. The thing. stories I can tell you about sourcing with my youngest during Q4. And like they have to call a yellow alert at Target, which means a lost child. Mm. I had so many of those. And it's not because I'm just like abandoning my kid. It's like he just bolts. I'm just putting stuff in my car and I look and I'm like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? And then, you know, then you're looking and then, oh, I, I don't like it. That, it's it's panic, worse man. than thrifting. Yeah. Because at least thrifting is a smaller store. The only problem with the thrifting, though, is next thing you know, you see them like crawling in clothes and it's like, oh, that's the underwear bin. Like, get out of <laughs> yeah, there. Is it, are there such things? I underwear don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Though. The like, there's, there's gross things at thrift okay, stores. That is know. true. That is true. That is true. All right. Yeah. But again, yeah, I would encourage you if it's a hot item and you're able. Most most stores are not selling hot items uh, for pickup. Uh, I, I'm still trying to get a PS5 for my kid, which it's been out for over a year. So. Anyways, and I, I'm, I'm the reason I, I want to buy it at cost. And so, you know, I'm not going to reach out to the community. It's like, hey, sell me your PS5. Like, yeah. I want you to make your profits. I'll figure it out. So, all right. Now, here's things I'm not doing. And here's things that you shouldn't do. Right now is not the time uh, to to chase things that you haven't seen in the store for a long time. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that item that was hot in November that I talked about, I haven't seen. Like, I'm not chasing that. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be great if you happen to just be strong in the like store randomly yeah but yeah you're not hunting for that item wasting time like you've you've moved on to new items or decided that hey i'm gonna scan for a new item and not just keep hunting this thing that's not there oh because you could lose yeah, let's put it let's do the math okay so this year there's an item that i could flip and constantly make 20 dollars net profit over and over and over again right so it took a little bit longer like i i would say i could find maybe 50 of these items let's average out by going to 10 stores right but at each store, you know, there's five of them, right? Okay. This other item, yeah, I can make a hundred dollars profit, right? Which would be nice, right? But 50 times 20 is a thousand, right? This item's a hundred. I'd have to find this item 10 times, but I've had it where I've gone to like 15 stores and I haven't spotted this item. So that entire time of going to those 15 stores, I could have just gone to the for sure thing, which cost me a little bit more work, but it was more guaranteed profit. Mm. Right. So I'm definitely not chasing unseen uh, bolos. So, Mike, this is one I, I do want to encourage you to try merchant fulfilled. Now, I don't know if Amazon put that restriction this year. I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it's like eBay. Merchant fulfilled is like yeah, eBay. Eventually, I'll do merchant fulfilled. I, I'm certain of it. I think once once we have a house, because I mean, we were even talking about this, me and you earlier. Now that you've got all of your stuff in your house and you're not going to a storage unit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. We We talked about the fact that. We bought this shed. We knew that it was going to cost us a year to pay for it because we did like a 12-month interest-free um, credit card. And so we knew that after that first year, that's basically our monthly payment is what we'd pay for a storage unit. And then after that, it's free. And it's like, well, if we end up moving this year, it's kind of a bummer because we didn't make any money on the shed. We we broke even because we didn't. this is what we would have paid for a storage unit. But driving to our shed, because it's still a little bit further on the property, so it's not right where we're at. But I'm, my wife was like, if I had to 
of something sold and I had to drive all the way to a storage unit in the heat, you know, get an item, yeah. try and pack it there, bring it home and pack it. Like it would be a nightmare. So having it close by was better, but having it inside your house or having it, you know, in a garage is significantly easier oh, within walking yeah, distance. I don't disagree. So I think once I have a, a space and I'm not in a fifth wheel anymore, I, I think I'll definitely be able to, to jump on that merchant fulfill. Cause you know, if I'm taking up a big chunk of my garage for an item, but I know that it's going to sell in the next couple of months, it's not such a big deal, but my entire shed is only a 10 by 12 and my eBay stuff already pretty much fills it. So I don't have space for, you know, to buy 40 or 50 items to try merchant fulfill, but I, I'm definitely excited to give it a try at some point. Okay. Now this next one is trying to flip Black Friday sell specials. Ugh. Well, there's no Black Friday this year, remember? They're, well, they, they are. They had them like early November. They're, they're doing things early for sure. Uh, there's still going to be Black Friday sales, but every business does the best they can. They keep pushing it earlier and earlier back. But if they don't do something big on that day, then it kind of loses the purpose. They're still going to do stuff. But it's like we've talked about a lot of times the Black Friday sales are it's great if you're just looking for stuff for yourself. Like, hey, the DVDs that I are normally $15, there's a whole bunch of them for $5. I can kind of look through those. But when it's like crockpots and toasters and those things, even even like the TVs. So if you're looking for a TV for you and it's like, I can get $100 off this TV. That's a great deal. Even even still, though, like the TV you're getting, like... I don't know. I mean, sometimes you can get decent it? stuff Black Friday. Like I know sometimes computers, certain like you can get a top of the line Chromebook and it might be $200 off and it's normally a $500 mm-hmm. one, but this one's, you know, 300 So you can definitely get some okay deals, but not enough to sell them and or flip them. And the other thing to consider is unless it's one of those door busters where every store only has like five of them, which they don't, I don't feel like they do it that this way. This year, this year was pathetic. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. So if, if they're not doing those things, then really it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. The the stuff that they are putting on the, the shelves are things that they have such a high inventory that they can mark down that low. They're just trying to get people in the door. So if there's that many of them, the competition, we've talked in the past about when things go on clearance and you think, oh, this is such a good deal. But you're realizing it's on clearance across the country. But imagine that this isn't something on clearance because, hey, this wasn't selling and there's you know only a handful of them in every store. But this is literally every store has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these crock pots maybe two thousand of them in the back and they just keep wheeling them out because they're on sale for 10 bucks for a crock pot those items are never going to flip because there's just so many anybody who wanted one could have got one for pennies so yeah you're not gonna be able to flip that stuff yeah and so just be careful i mean i know we're past black friday uh but you still you might you might see something on clearance and think that hey right now during you know q4 it'll sell i would just stay away just stay away and uh, the last one we talked about just doing Amazon, I will say this year, I have so much, so much more eBay that I've done. I don't know if I even worded but that But Q4 right. eBay? Well. Or just eBay in general? Just, it's weird because that, that Hot Wheels haul it was like my Q4 haul. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I have sold so much more on eBay this year than I've ever sold before. Yeah. So in the past, you've kind of put eBay on pause for several months while you focus purely on Amazon. Correct. And yeah, you kind of over the years have said each time, like, I'm going to I'm going to put more effort from Amazon into eBay. And I think you're seeing the fruits of that. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, this year it was, it was really tough. I mean, it was tough, you know, when I'm gone, you know, not being able to ship right away, even though it says I do same day shipping. You know, playing it kind of risky, but you know what I found this year was I had a lot of toys from the last two three years, and we'll talk about this in our recap of Q4 that no one ever looked at, and I think it's because of supply chain shortages that right now 
that are selling. And so if you have items like toys that, you know, you picked up, it's like, you know, you went to a clearance thing like three years ago. Right. And, and you're at Target, you picked up all these toys and, and then, you know, you're like, uh, you try to list them and you got discouraged and you're like, this isn't worth any money. It's just been sitting here. Then maybe think about the fact that, you know, maybe now, right now as scarcity is happening, maybe now's the time to list it. Right. You, you don't know that. So I, I've had, you know, all kinds of super expensive play mobile toys sell. I had like some Fisher Price doll houses that I sourced last year for like 60 bucks that sold for $300. And, you know, people would even look twice at them. Right. And so I would say, yeah, eBay, you still, you still got a good two weeks, like list, list, list. Like if there's ever a time for items to sell, it's, it's going to be now. So strongly encourage you to do that. It's good. All right. Before we move on an episode, I, I did want to talk about one of our sponsors, American Bubble Boy, who will get you stuff in time to still ship out for Q4. Yeah, it's good bubble wrap. It's a good price. And who wants to be in a Walmart or oh, any not place right now, right now yes, buying? You're, buying a, you're so right. Yeah. So unless you're already in one of those stores buying stuff and your cart's probably full of nice Q4 items, you don't want to buy their junky bubble wrap. You want to go and get some American Bubble Boy sent directly to your door. Just like we talked about with Target, the nice thing about them bringing it out to your car, that's basically what's happening. It's like it's like American Bubble right. Boy has decided we are going to bring this and deliver it straight to your house. We're going to ring your doorbell and you're going to open it up. And here's my bubble wrap. And there you go. So if you'd like to buy some American Bubble Boy, help yourself out, help us out, go to AmericanBubbleBoy.com. The link is below and use our promo code Pure Hustle Podcast, all lowercase, Pure Hustle Podcast, all lowercase. Is it all one word or not? It's all one word. Okay. It's one word. So I don't know. I got, I got to talk to the owner. I'm trying to see if we can work out an, another deal. We'll see. Mm. Help our listeners out. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, Joel, give me in the DMs. That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, also follow us on social media. We are Pierce podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are Pierce cast on Twitter. Uh, you could also give us a call at 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or you can shoot us an email at purestpodcast at gmail.com. That's purestpodcast at gmail.com. If you are listening to the podcast, I've never checked us out on YouTube. I encourage you strongly to go over there. Subscribe to us. We're always dropping videos. Lately, we've been on this kick of you know dropping shorts just because Mike and I have been really busy, but we still want to drop some value out there. And and those shorts are are pretty much like... I would say what I we couldn't do on Instagram, right? We can do on YouTube in the fact that it's really quick, you know, info. You don't have to listen to a whole Instagram story. We're trying to get them done, what, 15, 30 seconds. Yep. And so definitely check us out. And we are dropping some longer vids too. So jump on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, smash the like button right now, but also smash it on the other videos yeah. and hit that bell notification. Bing. And always grateful for all the iTunes reviews. Uh, definitely help us in the algorithm. And that's why we are the number one uh, recently and rated, most rated reviewed podcast on iTunes. I like it. So, all right. Are we ready? Uh, we're we're going to get to what we're definitely doing right now. But before we do that, let's talk about some bolos. All right. Let's do it. Bolo. 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 What's your bolo? Yeah, Ooh, I almost had it. Yeah, but then it then it just creates a weird echo. Even if you got it right, it would just you know. Uh, oh, just lip, sync lip sync. It. All right, lip sync it. Okay, you just say watermelon. <laughs> watermelon. All right. All right. All right. What's your bolo? Uh, so this is an interesting one, and I had this sitting for a long time, and I never listed it because I didn't want to test it. When I finally looked them up, I'm like, wow, these things actually still sell pretty well. I bought when I first started reselling. This was like probably the first few months. 
a DVD dual screen like car thing, right? Like a portable DVD player. Oh yeah, I remember those things. And they have ones that are just single screen, but they have ones that are dual screen. And I was like, who would use this now with iPads? Right? Like every kid just plugs in their iPad. But I can still see like why there's some some desire to be able to say, hey, I've got two kids sitting in the back seat. Instead of having two iPads or they're watching stuff. Or a kid I, tossing an iPad out the window. Exactly, exactly. right. Or okay. dropping it and spilling stuff on it. Do you think our, kid, do you think our kids do. are missing out though? Like when we grew up, we would sit there and we get to watch the scenery. and Yeah, that's why our rule is if it's in California, like, or if it's only like a couple hour drives, like we drove up to, you know, a couple hours north of where we're at and we didn't let my son have his iPad or Nintendo Switch or anything in the car. But if we're driving like maybe five, six, eight hours driving cross country, we're flying an airplane, then we let him have the iPad. Okay. Right. So, um, but the reason I say these is I could still see there maybe being value in saying, hey, there's two screens. The kids can have headphones in and they can both be watching the movie. Parents right? can listen to Puroso podcast. All right. And they're not fighting over, well, he's watching this and I want to watch this. So, any of them will do any of the portable DVD players, but I was surprised to see that these still sell pretty well. And I sold mine for like $60. I think I paid like $5 for yeah, it. Yeah, they are really cheap at the thrift they're, too. They're, well, they're, well, maybe we shouldn't have said anything. I'm just joking. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're cheap at thrift stores. They're cheap at garage sales because, I mean, this is old technology. It is old tech. Yeah. But, you know, it could be that people are still thinking like, hey, I've got all these DVDs. Because if you've got an iPad and you don't have internet and while you're driving and it's like, well, the kids can't stream Netflix. The kids can't stream well, we've got these DVDs sitting around. Let's throw on Beauty and the Beast and get on the way, right? So that's the nice thing with the portable DVD players, you know, because nobody's going to give their kid a laptop with a DVD player to watch something. You know, these still have some value. And I can imagine some people, you know, maybe your grandparents are like, you know, this is what we had, uh, you know, for the kids when they were younger, the grandkids, and they've gotten a little older now and the one broke. So we're just going to get new ones, right? Like, I feel like some people are just stuck in like the technology that they're used mm -hmm. to. And so they, they haven't really adopted iPads yet. So who knows why they still have value and people are buying them just like even VHS, you know, I mean, I get people off home videos, but Hey, pick them up. If you see them, they're usually pretty cheap. Check obviously comps, but, uh, you know, it worked. And mine had a uh, had a, a DVD in it. I opened it up. I was like, oh, sweet. This has Big Daddy in it. Sweet. I'll watch this. That with Adam Sandler? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So my bolo is uh, it's a very basic one. But, you know, we're still dealing with supply chain shortages. And, you know, our economy is kind of interesting. And maybe after, you know, the mad spending of money during, you know, Christmas and Q4, people are going to go, you know, I need to get back into shape. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Right. And one of the things that sold really well last year, uh, right after Christmas, and yes, I know it was during that time when I think were we still locked down? I don't even remember anymore. I don't know. Things were happening. Was running shoes. Running shoes sold really well. I remember I was selling all kinds of running shoes that have been sitting in my inventory for a while. So keep an eye out. You know, the ones I love selling are ASICs. They generally do well, especially the gel noosa. Those are G-E-L space N-O-O-S-A. Those are the multicolored, like they're rainbow or bright neon. Uh, and they're not like huge flips. It all depends. But, you know, if you can pick them up, I pick them up sometimes for five bucks, flip them for 40. That's still, you know, get 20, 30 dollars net profit. Uh, I do charge shipping. Uh, and then you can have even more expensive ones, right, that you find. And so definitely keep an eye. You know, the Brooks ones, those are kind of. I like Brooks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're but That's the resale. brand to run with. Yeah, but the resale isn't there. But but it all depends on on also the style. Yeah. 
right? And so just keep an eye. There's also Nike shoes. I mean, there's a bunch, but... And the, one of the reasons you can get these two a lot of times cheap at thrift stores is runners will oftentimes... I know this because I used to do some half marathons. And my wife mm-hmm. worked for a half marathon. It's a crazy thing, but like they train with trainers that they run for most of the time. And then like a week or so before the race starts, they'll wear the, the shoes they're going to run for the race. And at the end of the race, there's usually boxes where people just throw their shoes in afterwards. A lot of times they get donated to different places. But again, if they're getting donated, usually it's going to go to a Salvation Army or it's going to go to some. Sometimes they go overseas. But a a lot of times runners, after they've run a marathon or half marathon on their shoes, they want a new pair of of trainers and they kind of start for whatever reason. It's a thing that a lot of them do. So you're getting a pair of shoes that really only have maybe 100 miles on them. Hmm. And those shoes get, you know thousand miles on a mall. I don't know about that much, but they get a lot more than just yeah. one race <laughs> out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if it's only got 50 to hundred miles on, on the, on the, the tread, then it could definitely get some more usage out of them. Someone might be looking for a pair of trainers that are the exact same that they already have. They don't want to break in a new pair of shoes. So it's kind of the, you know, the way to go get a, get a used pair. Yeah. And like, I mean, I think the Hoka ones, those are one of the best selling ones. And, uh, even with the sole like worn, people still like the comfort of those shoes. And, you know, you pick it up for five, 10 bucks, you can make a good sale out of them. So, yeah, so definitely now is the time because, you know, everybody's too busy right now thinking about Christmas and everything. But if you're able to go to some thrift stores and maybe there's an abundance of th- these kind of shoes because people aren't really thrifting as much, uh, definitely check it out. So, all right. So here, before we go on to what we're doing, definitely, I feel like we, we have a lot of ads, but we got to bring in one more. We got to talk about our school shavers. Yeah, you want to. You got a Christmas party you're going to, you know, you're going to see family. Maybe you haven't seen in a long time. You want to be looking good. You want to be looking your best. You don't want to go with a bunch of uh, hair just sticking all over the place on your head and look like you haven't shaved in a couple of days. People are going to wonder what's wrong with you. Is reselling, you know, the right thing for you maybe. But if you come nice, clean shaved, you're using a skull shaver, your dome looks good. They're going to go, wow, this reselling thing must really be working out. They look great. That's exactly what they're going to say. So pick up. Pick up a skull shaver. It's an amazing product. Uh, use promo code PEER. It lets them know that we sent you and uh, you won't regret it. All right. So I don't regret it. It's awesome. All right. So the other things I've, I've definitely been doing, I'm definitely going to do these next two weeks. Okay. I'm constantly checking my prices. Okay. And the reason being is, again, some people are liquidating. So you got to be careful. If you have a repricer, you can liquidate yourself if you don't set the right you know, prices on your repricer. Right. At the same time, prices may go up. I had mentioned that item before that was selling at a certain uh, rate early November. And then by the time it was end of November, early December, it had gone up 3x because scarcity had kicked in and people are really wanting the item and they wanted to buy. So definitely uh, check your prices, adjust your prices. And, you know, we had mentioned this a lot with inflation. I don't know. You know, I guess I guess by, you know, after this Q4, we'll kind of see what are people willing to pay for things. You know what I'm saying? Now, eBay. Now, are you still doing like, do you still have your Amazon seller? Do you still like scan things and just see where they're at? You know, it's been a long time since I've done that, but I'm considering um, doing that as we're getting closer. So as you're listening to this, uh, Black Friday's already happened, all of that. But um, it, it we're a little bit early on our recording on this. So I think as we're we're getting closer, I probably will scan a few items and try and see how I can do. Uh, because there definitely is profit in selling uh, using the Amazon seller app to find low ranked items. And you don't even have to necessarily use the app. You can just go online and look for what are what are the hot items in, yeah, true, in true. each category. And then you kind of have an idea. So then you can go to the stores. And you can know what you're, you're targeted for for eBay. You can do a lot of that from your couch before you even leave and say, 
these are the 20 items I'm looking for because they're they're ranked well on Amazon and they're selling well on eBay because you could you want to check both because sometimes it's bizarre, but some an item could be selling for $90 on Amazon, but only $30 on eBay, which is a good potential for an eBay to Amazon flip. But if you're not doing Amazon, you you don't want to go pick up those items for eBay. So. All right. And these last couple ones I was going to talk about, they're just, you know, it's just common sense, you know, finding your own bolo. Uh, again, I think that's the best way. Like right now, I, I will not pick up anything that has more than 50 people on the listing. I, I Actually, none of my items have more than 30 people on the listing uh, just because I don't want to be in competition like that. I don't mind if there's 10, there's 12, you know, if it's low ranking, scarcity is going to kick in and I'm going to make money, especially right now. You want to be careful, right? Because uh, those mixies things, you know, we're bringing them out because those uh, now, you know, the, the number stayed steady. But even early November, you know, I'm talking about the magic mixies. Mm. You probably haven't seen them because resellers probably scoop them as soon yeah. as they come out. But they're like these like creature things in a pot or something. Huh. I don't know. But at one point they're selling for like 200, like late October. And then, uh, yeah, people found out about it. And there was like 314 people on the listing on FBA and then another hundred or something on Merchant Fulfilled. Right. And you could buy them for like 60 bucks at Walmart and people were flipping them for like 112. But then you think about the fees, then you think about the shipping, the, you know, the material used and you're ending up with like 10 to $20 like net profit. So is it worth it? Uh, Now, even though it's number one ranked and it sold within seconds, but here's the issue. Those 300 people, let's say there's a restock. And in one week, people are like, oh, crap. What am I going to do with all these? I have two options. I can either call them back from the warehouse and go to the store and return them all. Or I can just drop that price and just liquidate them all. And man, it's ugly when that happens. Yeah. It is ugly. I mean, I had one year where I lost 50% on every single item that I sold on, on this one item. And so I, I never want to live through that again. I think I lost like 2K on that. Ouch. It was a Ryan. I think it was like a Ryan's egg or something like that. Yeah. One of those hot items they just have to pick up. Oh, it was high. I mean, I was selling it, you know, I was making like $40 net like early November and then came, I waited too long and just burned myself. So, so be careful with that. And then, you know, we had talked about ramping up and, you know, again, I think we already shared a little bit on our update today that, it's ramped up, but you know, I I would love to have a need another euphoric Q4 like last year. I just, you know, who know who knows what will happen in this next two weeks. But I gotta tell you, it's uh here's what I'll say. And this is this is for like a whole another episode. But you know how people always say it's easy to make money like in a bull market, right? You just throw your money in anything, yep. right? And we're in bull market, we're talking about if you don't know. A bull market is like in stocks or crypto, just a market where stocks keep going up, crypto keeps going up. Yeah, bulls think they're horn, they raise things. A bear market is like a bear pulling something down. Yeah. So in a bull market, like you know, I experienced this too. You know, when when the major dip happened, when we shut everything down, I threw a bunch of money into like Southwest Airlines and Delta, and I remember I thought I was a, a day trader, like I know what I'm doing, right? And things have changed since then. I've lost a lot of money because. It's easy and it's not a bear market, but it's easy to make money in a bull market. And the same thing with this whole experience we had last year, it was easy to make, I think, money reselling with retail arbitrage because there's only so many people that were willing to take the risk. Uh, There was an abundant supply, 
because there weren't a lot of people going out shopping. And so resellers that got out there pretty much dominated the market, right? Where this year, that that's not the case. You know, people are out there, you're competing with people just buying for themselves. You're competing with other resellers. So it, it's a whole different thing. So what, what I mean to say all that is I want to encourage you guys that last year had this amazing Q4, right? And it was your first year reselling. You're like, if this is what reselling is about, sign me up. I'm never quitting. I'm doing this, you know, for the rest of my life. And now you get this Q4 and it's been more of a hustle. It's been more work. The profits haven't come as easy. And I can tell you as somebody who has been through, I would say six Q4s now, as far as Amazon goes, this is just the same as the Q4 I had back in 2019, 2018, 2017. And actually it's, it's been a little more difficult because I've had to actually find stuff where those other years, there was a lot of hot items, but I want to encourage you that it's still viable, but this, what you're dealing with right now, this may not even be reality, but I would say if you can be successful when there's scarcity in items and you can still make a good profit, you're going to do all reselling. So don't, you can't base how you're going to be as a reseller on 2020 because man, we were all making money in 2020. Yeah. It's a good economy. Well, 2020 is a bad economy, but, but it was we were, great for we, we were coming out of a good economy and yeah, for reselling, it was, it was, it was the, like the, it was a black swan event that was devastating to a lot of people. And if you didn't adjust quickly, it was devastating for resellers too. But if you were able to adjust and kind of figure it out and kind of, cause again, resellers kind of fill a gap in a market mm-hmm. and there was a huge gap. And so resellers were able to come in and, and work that gap and make things hopefully better than they were before we filled that gap. Agreed. Agreed. Now being that this is an update episode, I'd like to end it on a, you know, what are you looking forward to? So what are you looking forward to here, Mike? So by the time this episode airs, we had just got back from vacation. So I'm talking about, I'm looking forward to the vacation that I've already had. Mike kind of looks like he needs a vacation. I feel so tired (laughs) and it's been grinding it at work and grinding it, you know, just in life. So, yeah, I'm exhausted, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. We're doing a family vacation. This is the first time we've done like a full family vacation. I don't know. I think this might be like our first because we've done some where like we've gone on road trips, but it's like a lot of work and like doing stuff. This is like we're going to Disney World. We're going to be staying at an Airbnb that has like a big pool and we're excited. So it's going to be a nice vacation for like several days. So I'm looking forward to that. And then hopefully I can come out of that kind of refreshed and ready to really figure out what's going on with eBay and 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 all of that and how to make sure ultimately I could set my family up to make the most money and be in the best position possible. <laughs> so funny. You're like, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm doing the complete opposite. So you're working even harder. I'm working even harder because I'm going more into more merchant fulfilled now that I can't send stuff into FBA. And so, you know, last year I was everywhere. I mean, I drove and drove and drove and drove and it was, it was worth it. And so, I'm looking to do the same. I, I love it. Like I, I, oh, I, every moment of Q4, I, I get so sad when it's over. Uh, I just like the euphoria of, you know, the simplicity of it, of, you know, being able to travel places, you know, eat some interesting places, uh, make money while you're doing it. It's just, you know, it, it's a good time. So yeah, you should consider a, you should consider a camper, like a, like, like you know how, <laughs> See, but I, but I'm not that kind of person either, but, yeah. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even use a trailer. I know, but but imagine how cool it would be if you had like a little like old. I mean, now the prices on them are outrageous. I wouldn't suggest it, but 
Who's a uh, who's the guy that we had on that that's what he does? Uh, son of a son of a flipper. Son, son of a son of a seller. seller. Yeah. Um, but imagine if you did your road trips and you could fill up your camper and then you wouldn't even have to get a hotel room. You could just sleep in the camper. See, and- but I love hotel rooms. I'm staying like in th- three, four, five star hotels and like I don't know if I'd mention three like a three star hotel is pretty bad. Three stars not bad. Three star, three star. Yeah. Like, there's some Hiltons and Ramadas and uh, Marriotts. Maybe. Those are three star. Are they? Okay. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. So, no, no. Two star is where it gets kind of, you know, it's funny though. Like, we talk all like, you know, I would never do that. Like, growing up, that's like where you stayed, right? Like, I remember when I would go, like, my parents would take us to Reno and they go hang out at the casinos and I'd hang out at Circus Circus. And man, the hotels we stayed in, whew, they weren't even hotels, they were motels. Like those are, I don't know if you experience the same, but motel hotel. I like, I would never stay in a motel with my kids now. Right. Like that, that's a no go. So anyway, so I'm looking forward to staying to some nice clean hotels and doing some great sourcing. Hey everyone. I hope you're having a great Q4. Hope it's profitable and also an amazing time of family as we approach uh, the holiday season and celebrate a Christmas here soon. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Late. Peace.